Thank you. I'm so excited to be able to share with y'all this morning. Um, so you can see my title, May I Have This Dance? And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about dancing this morning. And this is certainly not my area of expertise. <laughs> and so um, I knew that the Lord wanted me to um, speak about intimacy with him. And a couple of weeks ago, I woke up one morning with this phrase, May I Have This Dance, on my mind. And I knew it was the sermon title. So I'm, okay, so I've got to, you know, investigate this. What, what is the Lord trying to say? So part of my investigation process was to ask my husband, Duke, to uh, dance with me, which we are not known as dancers. Um, <laughs> um, I'm looking to see if any of my high school classmates are here, and they could vouch from that, for that from our class reunion last year. Um, so I found this video. It was a seven-minute video on how to do the foxtrot. And so um, last week, um, I got it set up in the den, and um, Duke had agreed to do this with me. And um, and Thomas, our 15-year-old son, was in the other room, and he doesn't like being interrupted. You know, he's got his own plans. He's pretty independent, and I'm always asking him to do stuff. And so I walked in, and uh, I, I said, Thomas, and I could just tell just slightly by his expression, he was a little irritated that I was interrupting him, and I said, um, your dad and I are about to do this dance video you might want to watch. And he, he eagerly stopped what he was doing and said, I want to see this. <laughs> so um, fortunately, he didn't video it, um, but it was really cool, you know, as, um, as we attempted the foxtrot. Um, I didn't realize that in this dance, uh, the woman is going backwards the whole time. I mean, the woman has no idea where she's going. You have to take all your clues from the lead. And the Lord just spoke to me volumes as we were, um, as we were participating, as we were learning this dance. And so I'll, I'll get into that in a, a little bit more. So um, as, as I... I want to speak to you about uh, intimacy with God. First, I felt like we needed to define this. Uh, what is intimacy with God? Well, part of intimacy um, with God is like intimacy with any other relationship. Um, communication is important. And in uh, John ten twenty seven, 27, uh, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Um, and we, so we can hear the voice of God. We can, it, it uh, usually is not an audible voice. I, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I've heard him speak to me. And it's an inward, it's an inward voice, an inward knowing. In um, the Old Testament, King David was known as a man after God's own heart. And we can look in the Psalms and see his communication with God. He spoke to God a lot. He heard from God. And communication with God is not just, you know, a holy time of telling the Lord how wonderful he is, but also as a time to share your, your deepest cries. If you look in the book of Psalms, you see how David poured out his heart to the Lord. Some of the Psalms are laments. You know, they're, they are uh, expressing his deep agony at what he was going through. Um, Psalm 13 says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? You know, that doesn't sound like, you know, a, he was in a really good place right then. <laughs> but the Lord wants us to come to him with everything. You know, when we're um, not feeling close to him 
and when we are feeling close to him. And that's part of intimacy is that communication. Also, um, part of intimacy is desire or, or love for the other person. Um, again, looking at the life of David, we just see that intimacy that he had with the Lord. In Psalm 63, verses 1 through 3, uh, David says, O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I've looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. Can you sense the emotion that David was feeling as he was pouring out his heart to God? Um, he, he says, my flesh faints for you. It, it wasn't just a um, mental consent that you, to love the Lord and to reach out to the Lord. You know, he physically longed to, for the presence of God, which I believe he experienced when he was in the tabernacle. You know, when he was there where the presence of God dwelt. Um, in the Old Testament, and now we have the presence of God within us. We have the presence of God that we can carry everywhere, and so we don't have to wait for that time or that place um, to to enter his presence. And as he expressed, you know, um, he says, because your steadfast love is better than life. You know, that, that's what I pray that, that we realize how great his love is, and it's better than anything else. Another part of intimacy is rest, is that feeling of being comfortable in in the presence of someone else. Um, In the book of John, uh, John the Apostle wrote and was describing himself. In John 13, he talked about um, the time at the uh, supper table um, where he was leaning against the chest of Jesus. He was resting against Jesus. And it's kind of a picture, I think, of, of a child with a parent, you know, just so comfortable with that parent, you know, that they're just leaning against the parent. Um, they feel the, the breath of the parent, um, that the Lord invites us into that kind of relationship where you can just be quiet. You know, you don't have to fill um, the time, the, the space with words, but there's, there's a rest and a peace in his presence. So um, that's, that's a way to describe intimacy with God. Um, the next question is, is intimacy with God possible? So, um, you know, I, I grew up reading the scripture and praying and reading in the Bible about people like David or about the Apostle John or, or maybe Mary who sat at his feet and just seeing the intimacy with the Lord um, but not experiencing that. And so I, I, I asked myself questions, is this for today? You know, maybe this was just for Bible times, you know, and now, now we have the written word of God, so we can get to knowing through the written word, and um, we have to trust. It's an exercise of faith to trust that he's with us. Um, and other questions I asked myself was, you know, maybe it's for really special people, you know, like these super spiritual people that, um, you know, fast without food or water for three days, um, or, or, um, you know, are in the worship God for four hours every morning, you know, those are the people that can hear from God and have that intimate relationship with him. Um, 
But then I, um, I first got to know some people alive today who seem to have this kind of relationship with God. And um, I think the first person that I, I felt that with was someone that was a speaker on a video, just sharing through a Bible study. And I'm looking at this person going, oh, she's, she's so outgoing and just bubbly. That's probably just her personality, that, that she may not really have that kind of relationship with God. Or, or maybe um, if I was like that, you know, I could have that kind of relationship with God. And then I got to know real people that walked with me, that had that kind of relationship with God. And I realized this is for today, that, that God can speak to me and I can hear his voice and I can have that kind of relationship um, with him. So I want to let you know that the Lord is inviting you um, to have this dance with him, that uh, this, is, this is his invitation to you. Second uh, Corinthians thirteen fourteen um, expresses this in a, in a wonderful way, and this is the last verse of the book of Second uh, Corinthians that Paul wrote. So this, these were Paul's last words that he wanted to impart to the Corinthians with this letter, and he said, "The amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you." So he's, he's expressing that. He's blessing the people that he's writing with this blessing. You know, may you uh, have the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the one who lives with us now, who is inside us once we um, accept Jesus as our Lord. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. So there are three um, ways that we need to respond when the Lord invites us to have, uh, have this dance. Uh, the first is to accept his invitation. Then we follow his lead. And then we enjoy the dance. So I want to uh, dig into that a little deeper. So the first is accept his invitation. Uh, the thing is, God initiated this. Um, have you ever been to like a high school dance where all the girls are lined up on one side and all the guys are lined up on the other side and there's this enormous gulf between them, right? And so if, if you were the guy, you were the one that had to walk across the dance floor um, to invite the girl to dance. And um, the Lord had an even wider gulf to be able to reach us and had an even uh, harder task. And he's the one that made the way for us. Um, he was so attracted to us and so wanted relationship with us that he was willing to come to earth as a man and sacrifice himself and uh, be crucified for our sakes to be able to um, extend this invitation to us. Um, so the Lord uh, is attracted to you. He wants relationship with you. Um, he extends that invitation before you clean yourself up you know, in the state that you're in. Um, the scripture says, while we were still sinners, he died for us. And even now, um, he's looking at you, not wishing you got yourself, you would get yourself cleaned up so you could come to him. He's, he's inviting you to come as you are. Um, Jesus paid the price for eternal salvation, but he also paid the price that we could walk in that intimate friendship here and now. First uh, John one three again. This is um, 
the Apostle John writing, who describes himself as the uh, disciple whom Jesus loved. You know he felt special, right? He said, that which we have seen and heard, he's saying he saw Jesus operate. He saw him um, move and heal. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So uh, John is saying all this, you know, in the Gospel of John, all this in the New Testament, the reason that this is shared is to have fellowship with the Lord. Uh, like, like the scripture said that we just read, that um, we're invited into the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit dwells within us. Uh, before Jesus left, he told his uh, disciples that he was going to go and then he was going to send a counselor, a friend, a comforter that would be with us always. And that's our privilege now is to walk with that friend. Okay, so here's the next thing. You get to choose. So he extends the invitation, but it's your choice. Um, Are you going to choose to dance with him? Are you going to take that step onto the dance floor? The Lord has already initiated the relationship, and uh, you're not waiting on him. And he's not waiting on you to clean up. He's just waiting on your response. Uh, let's look at Second Peter 1.5. And so um, I love how the message uh, a translation put this. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God the best invitation we ever received. So here's that invitation to personally and intimately uh, know the Lord. And through that knowing uh, the Lord, we receive everything we need to live that life uh, in connection with him. So the next step, after you accept the invitation, you have to learn to follow his lead. And um, we have a special treat this morning. I've invited uh, Terry and Rosie Tullis uh, to dance for us. And, yes, uh, Terry and Rosie, as of next month, they'll celebrate their 46th wedding anniversary. Yay! (laughs) Um, And they first started dancing together about 35 years ago. So we're going to have some music. So I wanted to share with you, um, I could turn the music down just a little bit. As they're dancing, I just want to share with you, in a partner dance, leading and following is essential, and only one person can lead. The dancer in the lead position is facing forward, while the dancer in the follow position has her back in the travel direction. Um, I want to read something to you from an article called Follow, called Lead and Follow about dancing. It says, lead and follow is the secret to getting two partners to dance together smoothly. 
it's simply impossible for two people to dance in close contact, to move seamlessly if each person is trying to make their own decisions, choosing their own timing, and doing their steps independently. They must coordinate their moves perfectly, and the only way to achieve that is for one person to direct the moves and the other person to follow. And that's the relationship the Lord invites us into, is to follow His lead. I want to look at those words again with the Lord in mind. Um, Lead and follow is the secret to walking in intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It's impossible to walk in intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit if you are making your own decisions, if you're choosing your own timing and doing your steps independently. You must walk in step with God. And the only way to achieve that is for the Lord to direct your steps as you follow. Beautiful, you know? I mean, uh, yeah. Um, again, this, this was just a God thing to, I called Rosie on Friday and said, um, could y'all dance on Sunday morning? And she immediately said, yes, I'd love to. Later she said, she was going, when she saw I was calling, she was going through the list of things I might ask her to do. <laughs> And so she was excited that it was dance. <laughs> um, but isn't that beautiful? Just a beautiful illustration of, of what the Lord invites us into um, is a dance of, of um, familiarity. You know, they, they've been together almost 46 years or, or probably more. I assume you dated more than a month. So, you know, um, so over 46 years. And have been dancing together um, for the last 35. And um, this, this relationship the Lord invites us into is, is a relationship for eternity. And, and I'm sure that Terry and Rosie could tell you that they are still learning new things about each other as they dance. And, and learn new moves. Um, and that the Lord just invites us into that where we become so familiar with him, so familiar with his ways that we're able to move in step with him, that we're able to anticipate. We know when he takes a, a certain step, what's going to follow. Or, or um, in partner dancing, um, I learned uh, through the video <laughs> that, that the... Um, the person in the follow position responds to to gentle pressure, like like the hand on your back, or even pressure in the hand, or a look in the eyes of the person who's leading, and you get to know the person in such an intimate way that it, it doesn't take um, a push. It's just a it's gentle pressure, and you respond to that gentle pressure, and and go uh, where the lead is guiding you. Um, the, where is the focus of the follower? It, it's totally on the leader, right? Um, the follower um, 
in, in a lot of the partner dances, can't even see where, uh, where they're going, you know. So you have to trust the lead. And as you, um, as you um, get to know the Lord, as you spend time with him, you learn his ways. Um, in Psalm 27, 4, again, David is speaking. He says, One thing I've asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. So that was David's um, biggest, uh, greatest desire was to dwell was to abide, was to remain in the presence of the Lord. And that's how we get to know him. That's how we get to know his ways. Um, I've already spoken about John resting against Jesus, leaning against him. Um, Mary was another one um, in Luke 10, 42, uh, that she sat at his feet. And uh, her sister Martha complained that she wasn't up and serving And Jesus said, there's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. And what was that one thing? It was the presence of Jesus, and that's what we're invited into. Um, Again, David said in Psalm 27, 8, um, that the Lord told him, seek my face. And David responded, your face, Lord, I will seek. And that spending time with him um, requires an effort on our part. You know, we have to seek his face. We want to set aside that time and be with him. Um, but once you get connected with him, it's not as much of an effort. Um, let's see. Have you been in love? Have you seen people who are in love? Do you see the kind of time they want to spend together? Um, I remember when Duke and I started dating, he was living in Athens and I was in Thomasville. And um, I remember just being on the phone with him, and we would not say anything. It's just like listening to each other breathe, you know. <laughs> so, you know, and sometimes that's the way it is with God. You know, you, you're just quiet in his presence and, and just enjoy his presence. You, you learn about him even um, just um, being quiet in his presence. Now, um, you may not feel that way about the Lord, and that's okay, um, how many of you who've been in love know you don't feel that way all the time? <laughs> and uh, love requires um, a commitment, and it's, it's love is an action. You know, we still desire the Lord even when we don't feel like he's close to us. We know he's there. We know we can trust him, and we still go to him and pray and seek him even when we don't feel his presence. Um, and as we're talking about this, you know, we're talking about the love of Jesus and, and time of intimacy with him. Um, Jesus is Lord, too. He's boss. He's, he's the creator of the universe, you know, but he still desires that intimacy with us. But we, we can see him as Lord and know him as Lord and still walk in intimacy with him. Um, and part of following his lead is learning his ways. Um, in Psalm 103, Uh, Moses is described as knowing his ways. The people of Israel knew his deeds, knew knew the deeds of the Lord, but Moses knew his ways. You know, we want to be people who know his ways, not just what he did, but how he works and how he moves. And we yield to him. Um, We choose to yield to him. 
um, John 15, 9 through 10 says, Jesus is speaking, I've loved you the way my Father has loved me. Make yourselves at home in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. And so part of yielding to him is obedience, is following the way he directs. And as we yield to him in obedience, we remain intimately at home in his love. And then we enjoy the dance. And um, enjoying the dance is not um, perfection, right? You don't have to do things perfectly. I might have seen a little bit of a misstep. (laughs) The only reason I would have known is because um, uh, Rosie kind of glanced at me. (laughs) But, you know, that's part of the dance, is, is missteps. And the Lord just, you just get right back in step with him. He knows you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows already where you're going to fail. And he's already prepared in advance how to get you back in step with him. So um, enjoy the dance. Um, he's, he wants connection with you. He's not looking for perfection. And he invites you into that fullness of joy. Hebrews 12.2 says um, that we are looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And what was that joy? That was fellowship with us. That was intimacy with us. And so for the joy of intimacy with us, he endured the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Um, John fifteen eleven um, says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is um, John chapter 15, where he was just talking about abiding in him, and being at home in him, and obeying him, and living in him. And he says, I'm telling you this so that your joy may be complete, and so that my joy may be complete. It was for the joy set before him. And then let's look at Psalm 1611. Uh, again, David, um, the man after God's own heart, said, You will show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So that's what he's inviting us into, is that fullness of joy. It's not a perfect walk. It's not a perfect dance. But you can enjoy you can enjoy the dance. You can enjoy the process and the presence of the Lord. So here are the three things that I want you to know. First, God extends this invitation to you. There's no one in this room who is excluded from this invitation. There's no one that the Lord's saying, oh, I'm not sure about this one. But he desires your intimate fellowship. So our response is to accept his invitation, follow his lead, and enjoy the dance. Uh, Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Here is his invitation uh, to intimate fellowship. How will you respond? Um, Would you stand, please?